Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. Got a good amount of got a good amount of stuff to talk about today. The Stanley Cup final is in full swing. Game one took place last night. The NBA finals could be coming to an end. Game six is tonight. While as we record, the Warriors can clinch their fourth title in eight in eight years, or the Celtics could force a game seven. We don't know. Gonna talk a little bit. About, gonna, gonna do. Gonna do a little baseball rundown. Maybe shoot the shit about some soccer. But we begin today with golf once again. Not with live golf though, which has been the majority of the talk this week, overshadowing the third major of the year, the United States Open. The U.S. Open this week is at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Today was day one. Tomorrow will be day two. Major, the notable headline of the of day one, sadly, has been Phil Mickelson. He has been the talk of, he's been the talk of golf practically for the past like two weeks, and he went out and shot a plus seven today. Only nine people shot worse than him on the golf course today. Hmm. But away from that, there. Away from that, we'll go more on on the side of like people that actually could potentially be in contention like Dustin Johnson at minus two, Rory McIlroy, uh, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, potentially. Um, and a wild card pick. I threw out you and her text earlier. Matty Fitz is in the hunt right now. Matt, is he really? Yeah, he's, at my, he's sitting at minus two right now with DJ. What about your pick? What about your pick that you told me about earlier as well? Um, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, what's he doing? I didn't see him at all today. It's a great question, but uh, I can't. I, uh, I can't even see him on the leaderboard. Oh well. Oh, okay. oh, there he is, plus two. All right, so he's not not bad. No, plus not two. bad. Jordan Spieth was plus two last I knew. Right, and- especially since I, the winning score is probably going to come in right around where the leader's sitting right now at a minus four. I would think. Yeah, I would think. I mean, you've got to be like in Phil Mickelson range to be out of contention, and Phil and Phil is already done and dusted. I'm put. I am. He might as well just get on the plane and go to Portland for the next live golf events at this point here. He it's done for. It is over. Um one of my uh one of my friends, he calls himself a so-called golf expert, uh the one that uh, worked the uh, PG the last two PGAs in the Ryder Cup uh for them. He claims to be a golf expert. He made like five five or six bets on the US Open and in three of them he had Phil in a top Phil as a top 20 finish. And I'm thinking to myself, you motherfucker, you are dumb as a, you are dumb as a rock. You do not know what you're talking about anymore. I like, I'm done. You're I'm done with, I'm done listening to your opinion on golf where, and, and lo and behold, who turned out to be right. Not the, not the so-called golf expert, Zach Bowden. Yeah. He just decided to throw away money. If I wanted to throw away money, like if he wanted to throw money away, like that, he could just toss it in the trash. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Phil definitely was a talk coming into this week, this being his first really 
first golf tournament back with all the players since last year at some point. I remember the last tournament he actually played in. Um, I don't either, to be ever honest. since this whole live thing started to take off. Clearly, we saw him last week at the live event. But now this week is the first week we got to see him back with kind of like everyone and the mix of things and the, the regular media back to their basics, which I think it was Wednesday. Phil kind of had a weird interview. But, I mean, I don't know what else I kind of expected from that. I mean, the media has just been hounding him about, like, you know, selling out to the Saudis. I saw that Howard Stern called him out. Um, the media asked him about, like, what families of 9-11 victims thought. And I'm thinking, my, and, and going back to last week on this, and this is the only thing I'm really going to say about it, stop calling out the golfers, Okay. The, the media that has been calling out the media people that have been calling out these golfers and still continue to chastise Phil Mickelson are a bunch of hypocrites because they don't call out like anybody else that associates with the Saudis in any shape or form. And, right. and, and, exactly they wouldn't even, and they wouldn't even care about the Saudis if the golf wasn't being played there. None of these reporters will be talking about it, but now to try to act like they care is crazy. Cause if, this live never happened. No one will be talking about the Saudi regime. I am sorry. No, like, don't I, be don't be hypocritical about this. Like me and you have talked about the play, even at most most other media forums like the Barstool guys, um, Danny Rappaport, um, they're kind of talking like, yeah, kind of just go make your money if you want to. It's like exactly. There's enough. I don't see an issue here. I don't stop being hypocritical about it. I mean, maybe Phil at plus seven, maybe Phil at plus seven is like some sort of like karma thing with the golf gods, I guess. Or maybe it's just father time catching up to him on a, on a hard, on a hard course because the U S open always goes to difficult courses and we all know this and maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's a combination of the two. We don't know, but Phil's plus seven. He's practically shot himself out of contention and possibly out of the weekend on day one. Um, but as mentioned, as mentioned, I mean, you know, like like you said, we've got Dustin Johnson minus two, Rory McIlroy in contention, Kyle Moore and Kawasta in contention after day one. But it's only day one. You know, it'd be fun going in. Yeah, clearly, it's only day one. But what'd be fun going into Sunday is either a DJ and JT pairing or a a DJ and um, JT pairing. Wait, did I? I think I said. You just said that twice. All right, DJ and JT or DJ and Rory. Sorry, there's just a lot that's of what I, That's what there. I thought you were going to mention. No, I really would love to have Rory McIlroy in a pairing with somebody from Live Golf, like in that is in contention on set on on the weekend in general, because both because Rory has been very has been very critical of Live Golf and has been very critical of Greg Norman called him out last week after he won the Canadian Open said I won 21 times on tour that's one more than somebody else and I'm here for it as well I like the rivalry I think if PGA smart which might may or may not happen they have a tournament where the live guys go up against the PGA guys and like Send like your top. Well, I guess kind of like a. I guess you'd be looking at kind of like a Ryder Cup style type thing. Yeah, like US versus play. like Europe. Do like a live versus PGA. Yeah, do like a group. Do like team match play. Team match play for two days, and then and then single match play for a third day, like the Ryder Cup and Presidents Cup. You know that'd be a, that would be a good idea there. Um, uh, and you know, I was. Um, we should pitch that to the PGA. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that will go over real well. 
Uh, hey, you know what? Greg Norman may like the idea. Nor- Norman would love the idea. It's Monahan would not. He's Monahan might. Monahan might cry because d- did you see that his press conference? Him talking about the live guys and bringing up the nine eleven, like him looking like he was almost crying. I did not actually. I honestly was, tried- that might have been a worse interview than Phil's was. I try not to pay attention to Monahan because he because he honestly is he. I said this last week. He's scared. He's the PGA is scared. I mean, and the sad thing is, is that like we have this great major that's taking place like this week, and here we are, kind of like everybody else, talking about live golf and and it. But the thing is, though, is I guess that like <coughs> that's gonna be the talk. That's gonna be the talk, no matter what tournament it is. It could be the U.S. Open now. It could be like the. It could be whatever minor tournament that happens after this. It could be the Open next month in July. Live golf and what's going on in and between the between the PGA and them will still be talked about and still be the talk of everything that's going on for weeks to come. But um, back to the tournament, though. I mean, yeah, it's only day one. Like there, there are there 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 are names like on the leaderboard that honestly I I was watching. I'm like, who are you? Where did you come from? What right, rock that's, that's what you get with day one. We always talk about how tomorrow is just moving day. Then Saturday is just going to separate the to make pretenders separates uh, contenders from pretenders. Yeah, exactly. The so, men from the boys. Exactly. That's why, like the first two days of honestly any real golf tournament even being a golf fan are just tough to watch because like it's such a long tournament and let's be honest who who wants to sit down for four actual days unless it's the masters and just try try to watch golf i get it's another major and it's exciting everything but seven like what to watch 72 holes is just a lot no it is a lot it really is a lot honestly i mean the thing is there is like thursday and friday you kind of have your no names like there for about 30 seconds and then right, Seth- Canadian Adam Handwin. The only reason I know him is because I think. Oh, he's Canadian. Yeah, I didn't even know that he was one of the. Who I think are he- you? How did you get here? Where are you from? Yeah, I think he played. I think he golfed for Canada in the Olympics. Did he golf last week at the RBC? Um, I'm a yeah. I know all the Canadians golfers golfed in the RBC last week. I was gonna say, if you're from Canada, there's a good chance that you golfed at the RBC. Yeah, they take pride in all the Canadian guys that had their card were there. The only way you won golf in that if you're Canadian is if you defected to live golf or you're too old and retired, but that's about it there. Right. Um, No, I mean, the thing is, there is like Saturday, uh, Saturday, like you said, like, you know, it's, it's moving day. Men from the boy, men get separated from the boys, pretenders get separated from the contenders. Um, and then it's just, and then of course Sunday, like you just hope that Sunday's competitive and it's not really like a washout for the most part there as a neutral golf fan. Um, I mean, right, right now it is interesting though because no one is really far no. off. Like the leader sitting at minus four, but it's just one guy minus four, but under that is basically stuck between like plus one and minus three, which at the end of the day is only a four stroke difference. And we saw at the at the PGA Championship a couple weeks ago that JT had a was behind what eight shots going into Sunday and ended up winning it. So it's like anything can happen, especially at a course like this where I was talking to you about this earlier, and I know this is going to sound like cliche to say, but it's like 
here at the country club in uh, Brookline, like you need to hit fairways or else you're going to be screwed. No. Yeah. I remember you talking to me about that earlier. Yeah. We talked, we actually talked about that earlier this morning. I do remember that because we were talking about like betting favorites and who we were going to make bets on and everything. And <laughs> uh, you had told me, you had told, I had told you that, um, uh, I made a couple bets. I put one on Colin Morikawa as a realistic bet that I figured, like, okay, he has a good chance to win, I feel like. But then, of course, you know, me me and, me and uh, the love-hate relationship with betting on Jordan Spieth, I put I put a few dollars on Jordan Spieth to win, only to find out that he's fucking sick and is shitting the bed. And I couldn't believe it. <laughs> apparently, he had an Ill, apparently, he had an illness Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon into Wednesday night didn't withdraw from the tournament and still teed out teed off Thursday morning. And he's only sitting at plus two. So he's really not on contention either. If he makes a move tomorrow to get himself right around the middle of the pack going in, like I said, going into Saturday, Sunday, if you're sitting at the middle of the pack, this course, who knows going to happen? Because when I say middle of the pack, I'm thinking with right now, how this course is set up right now, how we all know how the U S open roughs are. It's like, you're going to be, if you're in the middle of the pack, you're going to be maybe three shots behind at most. Exactly. And the thing is, too, is like people are going to falter as well, as well. So if you can, if people can falter and you take advantage of that, then obviously, like you'll find yourself in a better spot than you already were after one day. So, I mean, he's not in a bad spot right now. It's just a matter of whether or not he feels like shit tomorrow at this point, I guess, Um, because he looked like shit on the he like him looking like shit not golf wise but he physically like looked like kind of shit like cl- up like when they did close up shots of him I'm thinking to myself why the hell is this guy even out here should have withdrawn <laughs> but hey plus 2 I mean I'm not I mean like that's better than I thought it would have been um and then I as mentioned um like I said you know Colin Morikawa was like one, my only other bet on it and I it was a realistic bet for for it was only a real it was only a couple dollars um but I mean, that was my realistic bet. You, um, uh, you decided to go with uh, Tommy Fleetwood because you decided. Did you actually make that bet for with Tommy Fleetwood? No, I, I thought about it, but I just saw the sign. So I was at work today. I was messaging you. Um, I was listening to a foreplay podcast, and they were talking about Tommy Fleetwood. How um, I think it was Denny Rappaport said he had a chance this week to win it. And as I was listening, I look up, and on the truck in front of me. I saw that the name Tommy was on the back of that as well. So I was like, all right, the signs are in the stars. So I texted you. I was like, I was like, Tommy Fleetwood might win this thing. And I, and, um, I thought to myself, and I thought to myself, he better not be drinking while he is driving the FedEx truck. That would be very bad. But um, uh, no, um, uh, you're the other guy though. Did you bet? Who, who, who did you place a bet on him? The other um, guy, Matthew Fitz. Yeah, you. Yeah, Matt. Matt Fitz. Did you, Matt? Yeah, Fitz? I threw. I just threw a five on him. I think I got him at like five hundred or something. That's a good. That's good odds there. That, that's not bad. Yeah, I don't remember, but it was just a little one. But um, he is right now in the running because I just picked him because he's a guy that's been really hitting the fairways with the best golfers in the world all year. And like I was told you earlier, I'm going to keep saying this here because all the a lot of these shots are for these players are going to be blind shots going in. So you want to give yourself a better chance and most players are going to want to be in the fairway here because let's be honest, it makes golf a hell of a lot easier unless you are um, amateurs like you and I, where it doesn't matter where we're sitting. Um, 
Exactly. But exactly. If, if you if you got like that's why Max Homa is right now sitting at minus one, and he might be on the verge to make another cut at, at another major, who's kind of been on a fire recently and having a good good shot to run here. He's another guy who consistently can hit fairways and hits the ball far away with his driver. So it's like, yeah, you're going to set up well if that's the case. No, yeah, you're not wrong at all there. I mean, like you said, it's about getting onto the fairways and everything. I mean, they, they'll they definitely have a better shot of doing that than than you and I will. Well, definitely I will. I can't remember the last time I actually hit on a hit, hit consecutive hit fairways on a golf course. It had to be at least about two years ago or whatever there. Um, you but playing mini golf at the time? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. Um, uh fuck you asshole no but uh going back to the betting real quick um one of my friends told me that a friend of his bet on russell henley to win or like top 10 or to win or top 10 or whatever it was i think and he started out minus two and he finished and he finished plus seven and my friend sent me texts of his friend's reaction and i'm just and i was dying throughout the entire day um, and then the same friend of my friends thought that they had placed a bet on Rory. They were rooting for Rory all day, and they thought they had placed a bet on Rory, only to realize that they didn't because they they didn't have the funds in their account. Jesus. <laughs> well, if I'm him right now, I'm kind of mad because Rory's odd. I think Rory actually was just still a favorite going into this tournament. Um, and right now, still clearly in contention, sitting at one below the leaderboards. So I'm assuming he's probably going to get worse odds now, um, which is a sad day for him. But another shocking name up there is Joel Damon right now at a minus three as well, who is kind of like – he's only 34 years old, but I feel like he's been around the tour a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I That name is not familiar to me at all. It's not. I, I, I may have heard of I may have seen it like once or twice or something like that, but that's about it. I mean, the only reason I know him is because he's one of four plays guys, um, and they always have him on for interviews and stuff, and he likes talking with them and shooting the shit. So I kind of, because I listen to them, I kind of get captivated by some of these other guys, um, like who they have on that they talk to and stuff, because it makes me like them a lot more, getting to see their personal side rather than just what I see on the golf course. No, that's understandable there. I mean, you know, it's all you, it's good to get like an athlete's like personal side of like, how, you know, actually have like have them have actual conversations and not just see them like on TV, like on a golf course or anywhere else, depending on like the sport that they play or whatever like that. Um, so that's always good there. But like, um, but um, uh, no, the thing is, there is like, you know, I'm excited for the U.S. Open. I mean, I, I watched as much as I could, like, today. Tomorrow I will not be able to watch as much as I can because I will be on the golf course myself at good old Deerwood, uh, Deerwood Golf Club at uh, in North in beautiful North Tonawanda, New York. <laughs> that's, where my, that's where my league is on Mondays. That's where your league is on Mondays? Oh, yeah. Uh, I will be making my second trip to Deerwood in as many years, honestly, Um no, me and uh, me and my uh, me and my friend Nick, um, who also is my fantasy football commissioner that I've called out twice on this podcast in the past two weeks. He's the one I've called out. We are we have this yearly thing where we call where we do a golf outing and we call it the match. 
So we were doing the match before Capital One was doing the match, just an FYI, by the way, because I think we started that in 2017 and Capital One did that with Tiger and Phil, I think, in 2018. So we did that before Capital One did, I believe, uh, just as an FYI there again. Um, I have yet to win against him. I am 0-5. Does he give you strokes or no? Huh? Um, what is his hand? Does do you guys like does do you guys handicap it? So is he giving you any strokes or anything? No, he doesn't give me any strokes or anything like that. I, I don't do it. I don't want to do a handicap like that. I, I just want to see like if I can. I know he's better than me. I always joke and say I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you. I, I always joke and say every year like you got no shot against me. I'm gonna beat you. There's no way in hell. To, there's no way in hell you have a chance. When in reality, I know that I suck. Think you're I, gonna break seventy five tomorrow. <laughs> we're going to do some over-unders uh, later uh, in a minute there. But, um, yeah, I have yet to win a match. I am 0-5. This is our sixth. This will be the sixth year that we are doing this because we did in 17, 17 and 18, we did a couple par three courses. 2019, we did it. 2019 was actually the first time we went to Deerwood. 2020, he, 2020 um, we, did, we, we did it out here at Genesee Valley when golf courses and everything were just opening back up during COVID. And then 20 last year we did it and we did it at a golf course in Orchard Park. I can't remember the name of it though. Harvest Hill. Yeah, that was it. Harvest Hill. We did it at Harvest Hill. I was not a fan of that course. Oh, I love that course. I was not a fan of like holes five and like six because of like how the trees were. What do you mean too tough for you? Actually, to be honest, I don't remember Harvest Hill that much. Now that I think about it, five and six, if I remember correctly, because we only did we only do nine every time because like be a good like two two and a half hours there. Um, if I remember correctly, like five and six, like go around, like five and six, kind of like go around, like like to the left and then to the right, and there's a bunch of trees there. I'm not gonna lie, one, on one of those holes last year, I actually threw my ball like four. I actually threw my ball like out of the trees because I kept hitting it into the like I hit it into the trees, and it hit a tree twice and came back into the tree. So I just chucked it as far as I could, and I kid you not, I ended up holding out for a ten after that. <laughs> So like it was good and it was bad. All right, you should just tell people you hold out on a hole and don't tell them how much you came in with. No, I don't. I, I hold out on a ten. I I know. I I think I told you that story before, so you knew already. But I really don't give a shit. I hold out. It's that's all that matters. I hold out. I don't I think this shit. is my first time hearing this story. I thought I told you last year. I may be wrong here, but um, uh, no, this is the match six. Um, I am at plus one thousand. Nick is at minus five hundred. Um, he's fa- heavily favoring himself in this. Um, I do have some. I do have some support, though. Shout out to my friend Hunter. He believes in me. He has more faith in me than I do myself. Um, is this uh, your first time out this year? This will be my second time. Second time. Okay. Here. No, this will. I don't know. I actually got. Do, do you remember that like eighty degree day in April? Yes. I went out on that 80 degree day in April. Oh, that's right. What did you shoot? If I remember correctly, I think I shot a six. We all, we, we, we did, we golf, we signed up to do 18. Um, we got to the back nine. Some of the holes on the back nine were kind of dog shits. And by dog shit, I mean like they're, they were like, put, like we, it was almost as if we were walking in puddles. So we skipped three of them. 
on the front nine, I shot a 67 on the front nine. And on the back nine, we did not keep, we stopped keeping score because of the holes that we skipped over. Oh, I gotcha. So I would say I only golfed like 14 out of 18, uh, 14 or 15 out of 18 on that, on those holes. Oh, okay. Um, but it's my second time out. I've been going to the range though, like when I can, like there's a, like. What does your friend usually shoot? My friend, Nick, oh, Nick, fuck. He, he, like, he shoots like on nine holes, like, shoots like mid 40s. I have no sh- chance of beating him tomorrow. All right. My money would be on him then. I'm sorry. No, you're not. You're, <laughs> it's okay there. I'm not winning tomorrow. I usually I come in and say, usually I come in and say, no chance. You've got no shot, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm conceding before I even take foot onto the golf course tomorrow. That's my strategy today. So let's do some over unders. Over under of seven. Okay, over under seventy for me on uh, uh, on nine holes tomorrow. You you taking the over or the under here? Uh, do you guys play ball and hole? Huh? Are you guys playing ball and hole since it's a match? Uh, you know I never really. Are, you, do, are you doing gimmies? We do gimmies. All right, I'm gonna go under then because he'll be generous and give you a couple. He'll be, he will give me a couple. I'm gonna take the under too. I don't usually go. I I have never. I don't. I have never golfed on over a seventy golfing against him, so I'm taking the under two. History favors me there. Over under balls lost for me. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say seven balls lost for me. Over under. Over. Well, it depends what side you play. I'm gonna call push. I think I'll lose exactly seven tomorrow. I'll say. So for me, for that, it'll depend. If you play doe, I'm saying you're gonna lose at least ten. You play fawn, I'll go probably eight. If you play buck, I'm gonna say you lose five. I think we played buck last time. I think we played buck last time, so yeah, buck's pretty open, and that's where. Actually, I was playing buck the other day, and um, sorry, a little 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 sidetrack story here that I want to tell about my league on. Well, go right ahead, go right ahead. Um, you told me that you wanted to tell me a golf story, that you wanted to tell this golf story when we talked earlier this morning. So the floor is yours. Yeah. So there's a hole on buck. I think it's number one, two, it's number three. It's like. Uh, a real like 90 degree dog leg, right? Like you hit it 210 to the back of the fairway. Um, I think 220, your ball will get lost in the woods. And then you make like a 90 degree angle, right? And then you have like another like 200, 175 shot independent where you hit your ball. And um, so I was like, all right, I can't hit driver because if I hit driver and it goes straight, I'm going to be clearly OB. So I pull on my hybrid thinking I'm going to be in the uh, just safe and just have a nice little shot in like a one, 175 shot in. Um, I never hit my shots right, and right is trouble because I'll be completely in trees and have a blind shot to the green if you can even try to get there because you're sitting behind, like, big pine trees and stuff. So I completely push my tee shot to the right, and so I find my ball. I'm sitting in the trees. I'm, like, can't see the green at all, but I know I'm 200 away because I had my, like, app up and my GPS. Um, I played there, and I was like, I kind of knew where the green was. So I tell the guys I'm playing against, I was like, just pull out to the fairway and let me know when I'm good to go to the green. They pull out to the fairway, give me the thumbs up because, like, we knew people were in front of us. So I was just like, let me know when they got off the green. They pull out to the middle of the fairway. They just gave me the thumbs up. I'm assuming probably think I'm not going to hit the green from where I am. I hit, hit I hit the best five iron shot to my life. All four guys were standing on the green. My other friend who was um, my partner for the day, he pulls back over with the cart because he went to the fairway as well. He goes – he goes, bro, why did you hit? He goes, you just landed five feet behind them on the green. He goes, I thought someone chipped up there. 
I was like, they gave me the thumbs up. So uh, I pull up to the green and the guys are pissing me like, why, why did you hit from there? Why did you hit up on us? I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. I was behind the trees. I was like 200. I was like, I thought I got the thumbs up to say you guys are off the green. I'm so sorry. But I put it about five feet from the pin. Then I tapped in for birdie. There you go. They are old guys as well. So I thought for sure they're going to kill me. Thought for sure I was dead. After old guys, they're just probably going to yell on you and scream at you like, why are you doing that, youngster? But yeah, that was the best. I think that was probably the best five iron shot I ever hit in my life. Because I didn't even think I was going to get over the trees, to be honest. I thought I was going to clip like the top of the tree and then just be dead in the water because there was water where I was sitting from behind as well. Yeah, no, that's good. That's awesome there. That's awesome there. Um, No, yeah, no, there's no shot. I fuck. there's no shot. I do anything like that tomorrow. No shot at all. I mean, if I do that, um, uh, if I do that, then I will have to tell you right about it right away. Honestly, um, uh, actually, and I, uh, oh yeah, continue now on your. Uh, I want to hear your over unders now. Oh yeah, over under. Speaking of trees, over under times hit into the trees here. Um, I'm going over under a set of ten. Like I said, it all depends on the course you play, but I'll still set it at. Like how many times you hit into the trees and like like lost ball or like hit a tree, like hit a ball like into the tree area. Like I set it at ten because I do it a lot no matter where we go. I'll go yeah I'll go ten with you. I'm gonna actually go over. I'm probably gonna hit it at least a dozen times into the trees. It always the ball always finds it into the trees and my joke is like oh yeah tree land. I have they, faith that ten's gonna be a push for me. Ten's gonna be a push. Let's see here. Um, I'm not going to do water because like, it all depends on what, no, yeah, not much water, on the not much water there. I refi- not much water there from what I can remember. Um, I guess it's really all the, all, all the, all the over-unders. I mean, um, I, green hit on par threes. I'm going to go zero. Yes. I'm sorry. The Yankees just won the ball game. Anthony Rizzo just won the game for the Yankees. You mean a middle, a mid-season game that no one cares about? The best team in baseball is just running through the league. They're chasing history. This is great. I love this. Best team in baseball, baby. All right, back to golf. Back to golf here. Um, uh, no, honestly, like, that's all I really got for over-unders. I was going to say over-under of, like, swear words, but the thing is, though, is, like, the over is going to be hammered for that one. I was going to have the over at, like, 15, but I feel like I'll get to 15 by the time I get to the third hole. See, swear words are just part of my vocabulary, so, yeah, that'd be easy. That would be easy, too, exactly. Swear words on the golf course, like, that would just be too easy there. So over under first. So we took the so a push, an under, and an over there. I mean, it makes sense. I'll let you know how I do though. Yeah, please do. I will let you know how I do there because, like, that was. I mean, no, I'm excited. I'm excited, honestly. I mean, it, it's been a, it's been a, it has been a. It's literally been like almost two months since I've been on the course. I mean, like, I've been going to the range left and right, but I just haven't had the time or found anybody to like go. I just haven't had the time or find anybody to like go golfing with. And I'm like, all right, let's go do it. I was, I was playing on Monday at Buffalo tournament club before my, uh, before my league started, I played 18 with, um, two of my friends and, um, I shot a 51 on the front, which was atrocious, but then I finished with a 94. So I was happy, but I'm like, I could have cleaned up the front. 
I started off the back nine. I went, I went par, uh, par, par birdie. So it was minus three or minus one through three holes. I'm like, I'm feeling it. Then I went and had an eight and then I ended up shooting a 42 or 43. I forget what it was. Um, so I cleaned it up, but I was pretty happy with being minus one through three. Like you can't, I can't ask for much more than that. No, you can't, honestly. You really can't. Um, Even though uh, I was pissed off the 51. Because like, if, I, if I just bring that down just a smidge, I'm like, I'm I'm breaking 90 today, which is always kind of my goal. No, that's fair enough there. That's fair enough. They're always good to have those personal goals. My goal tomorrow is honestly to, like, shoot under a 65 on nine. That would be the great goal for me because, like, I've come close a couple of times, like 66, 67. So I think one time I golfed with Bowden, I shot exactly a 65, but I want to try and get under a 65. It all depends on how I start, though, because I start on a course like, well, when we just went. Aim, just aim for your scores every hole to be a double bogey. You'll break it. Yeah, that's what I try to do. Well, well, when we went last year, like, you know how I, like, you, you've got firsthand experience. Like, I start off like shit, but then all of a sudden, like, as we get later on, I actually find a way to, like, get better. I find a way to like get better there. So hopefully maybe like, you know, I should just pretend tomorrow that like I'm on the fourth hole or whatever and, you know, just take it from there. There you go. Yeah. But just just aim, just make your goal every hole, just be play bogey as a par and then just aim as double bogey and act as it's a bogey and it'll make you score better. Just thinking about that. Exactly. Exactly. Not worrying about birdies and stuff like that because I'm not that. Exactly. Um, uh, I'll make you yeah. shoot better and make you less frustrated. Ner- frustrated, and so that I way would... you just hit some better shots, which always seems to work. Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say nervous. I would just say not more nervous, but not annoyed. Annoyed. Yeah, it'll make you less annoyed too. So then you're hitting better shots consistently. Exactly. Exactly. Now, like I said, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I'll let you know how I go. How it goes there. Um, uh, we definitely have to go golfing again this summer. Yes, we do. I would be, I would be okay with taking a day off if I, I would be okay with taking a day off if I have to, to be honest. All right. Cause I know like the weekends, like the only day you'd be able to do is Sunday. Sunday yep. Cause I'm Sunday Mondays off, which is and nice, could, but also sucks. I mean, I could do a Sunday, come out on a Sunday, but I wouldn't be against like taking a Monday off either. Can always do. I can. I can't go wrong with that there. But um, shifting over to basketball now, the Celtics are losing. By the way, since we started recording. Yeah, it's not looking good for them right now. But then again, basketball is a game of runs, so who knows what's going to happen? Exactly. But this Celtics team is playing right into the Warriors game. It looks like. Oh from, yeah. From as, we're, we're as we're recording, there's like eight minutes and two seconds left in the second quarter still, and the Celtics are literally just playing in the Boston's game right now. The Warriors game, but yes. or, yeah, sorry. No, when we started recording, like the Celtics were up twelve to two, and before we started recording, I should say the Celtics were up twelve to two to start the game, and he jokingly said to me, "Is this game over? It's a double digit lead for the Celtics." I said, "Yeah, might as well just get the plane ready, go go to San Francisco for Game seven. But no. As mentioned, Game 6, here we are. The Warriors can close it out, or the Celtics can force Game 7. And it looks more and more likely that the Warriors are going to close it out. The only thing is, though, basketball is a game of runs, like he said, in terms of, like, you know, the Warriors going on, like, a 10-0 run. The Celtics can come back with an 8-0 run or whatever of their own. Um, 
but who knows by the time we're done recording this get who knows by the time we're recording the result the result could be completely different and we may have a game seven but the thing is though is i think that this series is over tonight regardless i think that the warriors I think that Boston's made too many mistakes and has played too much, too much stupid basketball with the turnovers. I agree. And like I said, that's that's them trying to play into the Warriors game by playing this fast up-tempo basketball. And they're kind of running. It looks like they're just running around all over on defense, whereas we've seen the Celtics team all season, especially throughout this playoffs, just kind of play like a lockdown-type style defense. And they're just running around now and just kind of getting away from what they typically do. Exactly. Well, that's why I think it's over. And Curry just this year, even last game in game five, didn't make a single three-pointer, and yet he still made a huge impact on the floor. And clearly already this game, Curry is making a better imp- – And not to say he didn't make a good impact last game because he did, but he's hitting his shots now. And, like, Boston literally blew a chance in game five, I think, by taking – not taking advantage of, like, Curry's, like, off night. Exactly. And the fa- one of the things that like we that that like we have not touched on is Andrew Wiggins has had probably the two most important games of his career, too. Like he has stepped up huge for the Warriors in games four and ga- in games four and five for the Warriors, which definitely helped contribute to their victories. Obviously, game five, like he had like one of the best games of his career, especially since Steph Curry had an off night. Game four, uh, game four, another great game from him as well. Um, even though Curry had, even though Curry and other players around him had like on nights as well, but game four was pretty much just like a war. Game four was just like a Warriors like. Game four was game four was um, for the Warriors to win anyways. I mean that was the game that Curry had forty three points as well. So it's just more along the lines of like. The Warriors have been finding ways to win, whether or not it's Steph Curry having 43 points, whether or not it's Andrew Wiggins having double-doubles, whether or not it's Klay Thompson having 20 points a game. Um, Does he finally get his finals MVP? Curry? Oh, yeah. If they win the series, he does. I agree. They do. I mean, when they win the series, they do, because I do think it's over tonight. And he will get his finals MVP, and it just cements his legacy. He'll have another title. He'll have a finals MVP individual accolade to his name. Um, you know what's been bothering me is people online talking about how Wiggins replaced KD perfectly and, like, the, this Warriors team doesn't need KD, which, yes, clearly they don't need KD, but if KD was out there instead of Wiggins, this series would probably been over in four. This like, series- I, I hate I hate that the, the fact that people are trying to compare, like, KD to Wiggins when we all know KD is probably one of the best players, probably the best player in the world right now. No. I didn't even realize that people were doing that. I guess basketball Twitter is just bored because the playoffs have been boring. But um, uh, that, this, that stuff like this is why I literally hate basketball Twitter. And, and this basketball. finals has not been very interesting, to be honest. I think we talked no, we talked not. about this last week. No, it has not. I mean, game one was interesting because like the Celtics came back from the dead, stole game one. Game two, game two wasn't really all that interesting. Game three wasn't interesting. Game four was only great in my honest opinion because Steph Curry had a great individual performance, like one of the greatest individual performances in recent memory of the NBA Finals. But looking at this game now, game like looking at game six now, like. I'm not impressed by it. I mean, like, I'm, I'm really not. I, I just want the series to be over at this point. Like, here we are, like, late June almost now. And 
the fact that like if the Celtics win, it could go to a game seven, which won't be until Sunday. And it's just like, no, like the Warriors have been a better team this entire series. The Celtics, honestly. And they, the as we're recording, so they're just constantly turning the ball over. This game's over tonight. Yeah, no, they're constantly turning the ball over again. Jason Tatum has set a single postseason record for in the, for turnovers by an individual player since turnovers have been recorded as a fact. I'm pretty sure he hit the over 100 mark for turnovers in the in the playoffs already now. Uh, he was at like 95, I think, like after game five. But if he's turned the ball over more, if he's – if he's turned the ball over at least five times already, then obviously, oh, they have nine turnovers. Wow. Yeah, he, who knows how many he's had. But he had 95 up until tonight's game six. He may already have a couple more. I know uh, based on my live reaction, I was watching the New York Yankees and not the NBA Finals because, well, I'm sorry. It's baseball season in my honest opinion. I'm a baseball fan. I'm a Yankees fan. I want basketball to be done and over with. Um but, no, Curry should get the MVP MVP when the Warriors win. The Celtics, honestly, have nothing to be ashamed, of, be ashamed of if they somehow, if they lose this series. Because, like, they weren't supposed to be here in January. Like, they were one game under 500, and then they just caught fire being one of the best teams in basketball since that point. And they went into Milwaukee. They beat the defending champions. They went into Miami, beat the number one seed there. And then I think this team just got gassed. Because they don't have this. They're team. still so young, so there's nothing to be ashamed about. If I'm the Celtics team with all the young talent they have, but you kind of just see throughout this series that the Warriors have clearly been there, and you can see the Celtics like have not. It's blatantly obvious. Oh yeah, because the Warriors' core for the mo- like the Warriors' core has been there since 2015. Yeah, like I- game one, like a young team would have hung their heads, like if it was reversed. Whereas Boston would have had a lead in game one, then blew it how the Warriors did. I think this series probably would have been over in four because I don't think the Celtics would have been able to bounce back from that. But you can see like the veteran presence here or like the kind of like the, the just them being there. The Warriors didn't get rattled at all. They're like, all right, so they're going to be a long series anyway. So let's just get back to what we know. And now we've seen that. Exactly. And here we are. They are as we're recording. There's, it's almost halftime and it's they're up by 14. I think Paiska mushed the Celtics, to be honest. Huh? Paiska definitely mushed the Celtics, talking about how they're going to win a championship. Paiska yeah. was riding them high, and he just mushed them. Yeah, exactly. He said Celtics in five, too. Yeah, you need to win. You need to win four, Paiska, to win a championship, not two. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, sorry, Paiska. Maybe next. Sorry, Paiska. Maybe next year. I mean. Like I said, Celtics should have nothing to be ashamed about. I mean, hey, who knows? Like I said, by the time we're done recording, like, who knows? Maybe the Celtics will have forced a game seven. Who the hell knows? I mean, that's very unlikely at this point. But like you said, basketball is a game of runs. So who the Warriors could go cold. I think it, I don't think that happens anyways, though. Um, but let's shift over to hockey. We are in the Stanley Cup final. Game one happened last night. Colorado defeated the the Colorado Avalanche defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning four to three last night in overtime. Colorado came out to a 2-0 lead early in the in the first period. They had a two-goal lead again. Tampa came back and forced overtime. And Colorado won early in overtime, like two minutes in. And overall, it was just a great game of hockey. 
Um, I know that I was, I know I was about to you, uh, before you say that, Jeremy texted me as soon as Avalanche went up. I think that when it was two nothing, he texted me, Abs uh, in, in five. And then all of a sudden the, you can see the camp as well. Another team that's been there, kind of like this Warriors team we were talking about in basketball wise, they didn't get rattled. They know it's not They got their composure and scored two goals in under a minute. And that's why I'm still riding like this finals. is like. You can't. No, Tampa this, didn't. Tampa didn't no, play good. This finals could go seven, which, which me as a hockey fan, I wouldn't be. I would be fine with. But I told you yesterday, I'm kind of just sick of tired of Tampa. Like I want Colorado just to make mincemeat of them, honestly, because I don't care what Tampa's been through. Colorado's been the best team in hockey all season, in my honest opinion. I know they didn't win the Presidents Trophy and all that, yada yada yada, but. It's it's Colorado's time finally, and I know that I rode them high last season, and we know what happened after that. They didn't win. They did not win a single game after I said that. Um, so I'm actually gonna try and keep my mouth shut af- ab- as much as I can here. But as a hockey fan, I would love it to go seven games. As someone who is sick and tired of winter sports going late into June, I want it over as soon as I can. <laughs> Um, as someone who wants you to get a tattoo that is not easy to get, I want the Avs to win. Um, but as a hockey fan, if Tampa Bay does actually repeat as champions, going into next season to chase the Islanders would be pretty cool from a hockey standpoint there. So there are quite a few things on my mind as the series goes on. Yeah, I'm just happy because... I'm going to be honest. I don't care who wins this Stanley Cup. Um, I just want a good series is all I ask for. And because if Colorado gets it, I'm like, good for them. They deserved it. It was their time. But then if Tampa gets it next year, I'm going to be like, I want Tampa to win this year because I want them to tie the, the 80 to 83 Islanders team. I want that. I would love to see that. But it, could this also be like an 83-84 finals where we saw – um, Islanders go up against the up-and-coming Oilers with Gretzky, and the Oilers took that cup. Is that what we're seeing right now with kind of the changing of the guard with Tampa losing to Colorado? But I think last night, uh, so I took a couple things from the game. One, the Lightning didn't have a good game. No, they didn't. Two, the Lightning's third and fourth line aren't going to be able to play this dump and chase game with this avalanche team, just based on the fact with how fast uh, this avalanche decor is. I mean, you dump the puck in, you got Makar back there. You got, you got uh Byram back there. You got Taze back there. As soon as that pucks in, they're hitting the other defender at the end boards and the puck's coming right back out. These players on the third and fourth line of the lightning are dumping the puck in, wasting their, uh, wasting their energy to try to, try to go four check and the puck's coming back out. And two seconds later, they're already out back checking again. So it's like, if I'm clearly like Tampa has not won a single game one, this, this playoffs yet. And even John Cooper came out in an, Oh, sorry that they beat. um, They spoke Florida. Yeah. They, yeah, they, yep. They didn't win against Toronto and they didn't win against against Toronto. They didn't win against. So it's like you said, don't, you know, Toronto, everybody thought Toronto may have had them on the ropes. Force game seven didn't happen. Everybody thought New York had them on the ropes. 
They won game two. They won. They won their first two in New York. Go down to Tampa. They lose game three in heartbreaking fashion. Tampa pretty much took control of the series after that. There. Um, here we are in the Cup final. Yeah, Colorado won game one, but I mean, yeah, joking. I said Avs in five. Blah blah blah. But the thing is, though, is like, do I want that kind of? Do I do I see it happening? Not really. And even John Cooper came out in one of his interviews and said, yeah, we don't like game ones. He goes, game one is just our time to go in and see what we can do and then make adjustments from there. So I expect this Tampa team to make a lot of adjustments. And the reason I'm still betting, I, not betting on them, but the reason I, I would still pick them as well is Vasilevsky looked terrible last night. That is not the goaltender we know he is. Vasilevsky is going to come out and be shut down in so many games where he will be able to steal this Tampa team. Honestly, he could steal them this series. If he plays the game he can play, he can steal Tampa this series alone. And I do think if Tampa wins the Cup, he is for sure winning the MVP. Oh, he's Bye. winning life if they win the Cup. Yeah. I mean, the thought process is, is that Vasilevsky, like, Vasilevsky could single-handedly win Tampa the Cup, like, if they, if they win the series. You are correct about that. I mean, because, let's be honest, no disrespect to Darcy Kemper or even uh, – Pavel Franku, um, uh, Vasilevsky is just a far better goaltender. He's the best. He's like one of the best. He's been one of the best in the league for how many seasons now? And he's going to go down as the as one of the greatest goalies of this generation by, uh, by the time he retires for sure. And that's just how it is there. But like you said, he had a bad game last night. Both goalies had a bad game last night. I mean, Kemper didn't have a great game either. I, I remember talk, we talked about this last night, how I found it a little bit confusing that, like, yeah, Kemper came back. But, I mean, Fra Pavel Franco's, like, held it down in that while Kemper was injured. Like, he went he, – he had – they both have six wins. I mean, if I was Colorado, I would have just kind of kept a hot hand. But, I mean, we don't know, like, what Franco's would have done in that, honestly. I'm not going to try and play devil's advocate. But, I mean – and I, I guess mean, they won the game, so at the end of the day, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. I, I understand that. Well, like I told you last night is um, Colorado went out and got the um, and went and got Kemper to be their number one goaltender for the season. So I think that's their thought process going into the finals. Okay, we brought this guy in to be our number one. Let's let him take the reins now back. Yeah, because he came back from his upper body injury. No, it makes sense there. I know we talked about this last night. I mean – I, I mean, you said it, we said it last night. You see my point. I see your point here. Um, it did, in the end, it didn't matter there. It right, because at the end of the day, like, they, they, won the they won the game. And like I said, if they could have started whoever, I don't think, like, you could have been like, oh, like, playing devil's advocate. Like, oh, why? Like, if they go down and and he lets in um, two other goals, it's like it's like the two goals, like, a Kemper is like, oh, why not to start Kemper then? So it's like you can play devil's advocate with it, but and we'll be asking the same questions over and over again. Exactly, like it's like you can play devil's advocate, but they they won, so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, and like people aren't going to think about that. More people are looking at like what happened with the Vasilevsky last night because honestly, the three goals that he let in besides the one in overtime were not good goals in my opinion. No, they I mean, were that not. goal in overtime. Like I like seeing goals like that. I know it came fast. I would like to see a little longer overtime. But in overtime, I'd like to see a good goal happen that so it's not like a heartbreaking goal where it's like, oh, he should have had that. And like it's on him. Like that was just a great play by Colorado. And it was 
it, it was beautiful. Like I told you last, I was like, this is a beautiful goal. And that was Burakov. Uh, yeah, that was Burakovsky's, I think, first Burakovsky. ever playoff goal. Yeah, I mean, Burakovsky, yeah, great goal by him. That Great goal by him there last night. One thing I would like to say there is that, like, Ball Arena was just electric last night for game one, honestly. And, I mean, um, Amelie, um, Amali, Amelie, however you pronounce it there, I'm pretty sure it will be electric for games three and four as well because, let's be honest, like, you know, it's the cup final. You just have to be at this point practically. Um, but the atmosphere in there, just like watching the game, watching the highlights and everything, I'm just like, wow. That is that that was amazing. That is amazing there. And I just hope one day that will happen here in Buffalo, here in the good old Western New York area in uh, downtown Buffalo. I mean, well, well, tomorrow night or Saturday night. Yeah. For the lacrosse. I know 19,000 strong for the Buffalo bandits game. Me and my dad will be two of those 19,000 there. Um, uh, I bought those tickets as soon as they went on sale too. I, I found out that I went to um, uh, the Syri- I went to the Syracuse Mets game. I know we're away from hockey now, but I went to the Syracuse Mets game. Um, my friend from Geneva, one of my friends that lives in Geneva, asked me if I wanted to go to the, to the game, and I said, are, "Why are we going to go see a Syracuse Mets game?" And he's like, "The Scranton Rail Riders are in town, the Yankees AAA affiliate." I'm like, "Oh, all right, let's go see some baby Yanks and some baby Mets." I come back. We get to his house in Geneva. I stay there for a little bit. I found out the bandits lost game two, and I t- I called my dad right away and I said game three. And he's like, they lost. I'm like, yeah, they lost. And he's like, get the tickets. I'm like, all right, we're getting the tickets. So, I've had them for about a week now. Going to game three. I mean, those tickets, those tickets did not go fast. Like the majority of the tickets did go fast. But then, like, they kind of just, like, sweltered down a little bit. So, like, they didn't make – it wasn't officially a sellout until, like, full capacity sellout until today, which honestly caught me by surprise. I thought they would have been gone like that. No, I'm not surprised they didn't sell right because, let's be honest, who really watched lacrosse then? Majority of the people, if you ask them in Buffalo, if you ask them, did you know the bandits were in the finals, I wonder how many people would actually say yes. I mean, the thing is, though, is like, that's like, a, let's, let's be honest. That that's like, a, it's like asking a lot of, it's like asking a lot of sports fans a lot of questions. Like asking asking a Fairweather Yankees fan like, who the baseman is. It's like asking any any girl that's a Bills fan, can they name more than five players on the team, excluding Not, Josh Allen and Diggs? Ex- excluding Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and Dawson Knox. And uh, well, any 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 anybody that like posts on Instagram, like, oh yeah, we're Bills fans. No, you're not. No, you're not. Stop it. Stop it right now, please. Especially like I always go back, like especially like people that I've known growing up that I knew never cared about the bills when they suck. Now all of a sudden we're good. It's like, Hey, I'm Bill's fan. He let me post a picture on my Instagram. He, he, no, shut stop. Up. just shut up and stop. Just stop. I love it. Just stop. I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I told you, like, I, I told you, like, it's good. It's good. If the Yankees and Mets continue to continue how they're doing right now, well, especially the Yankees, like all the fair weather fans are going to come out and September. I'm just gonna be the same way. Like, where the fuck did you come from? Do you know who we? Do you even? Can you even name like the starting rotate the current starting rotation? 
guarantee you some bozo will try and tell me that Derek Jeter's still on the fucking team, probably. You sure he's not? <laughs> you, you know what? You know what? Maybe, yeah, he may be the unofficial general manager at this point. I, who knows? Who knows at this point, honestly? Um, uh, no, I think Alex Rodriguez is still the starting third baseman, and he's been and he's been retired for six years. <laughs> uh, God, I mean, we have an old man at third base there. But no, back to back to hockey. I mean, series could go seven. I mean, if the series goes seven, it will end like a couple, a few days before the end of the month, like I think twenty eighth or whatever. Um, I'm just more annoyed. I'm just a little annoyed that game two is Saturday. We talked about this last night, too, because I'm like, all right, game two Friday. When I get back to Buffalo, like me and my dad, we can watch the game Friday night, do whatever, and pretty much just watch the game, shoot the shit or whatever. Nope, game two is Saturday. I'll be at the Bandits game. I won't be able to watch game two because I guess Bettman's just a fucking idiot and can't schedule anything properly. He's probably trying to figure out a way to spawn the Arizona Coyotes in the cup final and have them replace Colorado with a 1-0 lead, with a 1-0 lead in, in the series. Whereas in reality, it's like, no, Batman, you can't do that. I wonder, I don't get why. There, I don't understand, like, why. I, I would get, like, because every other game after this is only a one-day break, then they're playing – the next, but this one is. I think they this, fucked the schedule. I, I'm assuming. I'm trying to look it up right now. There's I, nothing. I wonder if there is something going on at the ball arena on tomorrow night. There may there may be like a concert or whatever. I know that if the Rangers, if the Eastern Conference Finals final extended to seven games, it would have had a conflict with a Justin Bieber concert. Well, that so wouldn't happen anyways because of what happened to his face. This is true. Yeah, he's got like some syndrome like where he's like paralyzed. Is that like a forever thing or is it can that get taken care of? Um, I think that can get taken care of. Not paralyzed, but like he doesn't have movement to the left side of his face. It's almost like kind of like a stroke-like thing, I believe. But so kind of yeah. like him doing a lot of drugs type type situation here. I wouldn't say drugs, but I have no clue. I mean, the man is a weird... I'm not, I'm not a huge Justin Bieber fan anyways, but like... I mean, he can't move the left side of his face, so that does suck there. Wow, tied for – going back to golf, I didn't realize that Phil was actually officially tied for 144th on the leaderboard. <laughs> he might as well just pack it up and go to Portland. Yeah, might as well. I mean, he's going to go make a lot of money in Portland anyways. I don't think he cares. He's not going to – yeah, exactly. The, I saw the per- – going back to golf. I saw that the purse for the U.S. Open was like just over $17 million, and I'm thinking to myself – the winner's gonna get like one point seven. I think it's like three million. Wait, really? Yeah, the winner's gonna get like three million, I think. But like nobody that misses the weekend doesn't get anything, of course. So exactly. Oh uh, like, nope. The winner of the US Open is only gonna get two five. Two five? I thought it was like three seven. Oh, oh wait, I might be looking at I might be looking at the um Oh, I'm looking at the tennis. Oh. Um, oh, 3.15 for the golf. I Sorry, I was looking at the U.S. Open for tennis. 2.5 for tennis? That's actually not bad. No, it's not bad. And 3, 3.15 for golf. Um, and then you could, just golf. Go, you could just go to live and get paid 100000 for coming in last. You know what? You and I should just, like, I told you this last week. We should just go to live golf. I mean. If they, they wanted go- us to be the official podcasters of live, I would. 
Listen, oh, I would. I mean, shit, I would do it. And, call, and, call me a sellout. I don't care. Yeah, call me a bum. I don't give a fuck. As long as they don't try to murder my family or something. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> now, you we're know, now we're not getting it. We're done. Yeah, I, yeah, we're done for practically. Oh. I mean, we're done for practically. Nah, all joking aside, there. I mean, shit. We uh, shit. It's, <laughs> We don't know what the retaliation could be. Obviously, some fucks could try and call us sellouts or whatever, but nah, let's do it. I'm down. Everyone that calls anyone a sellout, everyone has their price. That's one thing we were like, oh, we're such a sellout. It's like everyone has their price in life. Like the million dollar man's head DBLC. Everybody's got a price. Right, exactly. Everyone can be bought. And if you say you can't, you got to take a good look in the mirror and just call yourself a fucking liar. I can't be bought. Unless. I would honestly, I could give you $250 to come down, hang out with me. You'd be like, okay, I'm coming. That's how much it would take to for you. No, no. Honestly, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not coming to hang out with you. Right. I wouldn't hang out with you if you gave me Steph Curry Max contract money. No, but everyone, has, I, 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 how that, much? All right. Did I just hurt your feelings there? No, I was trying to. I was trying to put together a sentence here, not a sentence, but a thought that I, I can't really put into words. So I'm just going to try to think about how I would say it and come back to it. No, that's fair there. But um, going to uh, circle back as a press secretary would say. We'll circle back. Yeah, we'll circle back on that one. You know, I can't answer that right now, but I, I've got some bullshit response to it. But I'll circle <laughs> back on it. Um, uh, lost my but, all right. So back to hockey. So. I just want to get your predictions for the final. Who do you, who do you, so you think Colorado in seven? Colorado in seven, Cal McCart to win, Cal McCart to win Con Smythe because I can't see them giving it to Vasilevsky. In a losing the, effort, no. They're not going to do that. If the Lightning do win the series, Vasilevsky gets Con Smythe. All right. I got Tampa in seven. Uh, want to make a bet? Like a monetary bet or a, or a weird bet about tattoos? I'm not getting a tattoo. Uh, no, if 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 Campo, if my if my lightning beat your avalanche, I don't have to get the tattoo. If the lightning beat the avs, you don't have to get the tattoo. Yeah, you just don't want the tattoo. All right, I, and then how about this? To make it better, then if the avalanche win, I'll give you fifty dollars, and then still get the tattoo. All right, that's a good bet there. All right, you just don't want to get the tattoo. Now, the... I'm being the biggest lightning stand in the world now. Yeah, because you just don't want to get the tattoo. But you know, hey, I told you last week I would be lenient on the Avs logo. Like it doesn't have to be like the A with the mountain and everything. Right. Like, straight no, up. like I said, we talked about. I like, <laughs> like, I like the Avs logo. It's just a matter yeah. of fact that trying to because my guy that I get tattoos with is booked up until like December. And I don't uh, want to go to a different person. That's the only thing I just want to wait. And have it get fucked up. No, I understand. I understand. Why don't you wait? Is the guy that you go get tattoos from the same guy that Zach gets tattoos from? Yes. Okay. That's okay. That's fair. That makes okay. Dumb question there, but I just had to ask it anyways because I'm like, why don't you just go see the guy who Zach sees? Yeah, that's me and him both see the same guy. Ah, uh, okay. Have Zach do the tattoo. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I'd rather have my other buddy do it for me. <laughs> I have... trust him more. Have Dave do the tattoo. Yeah, right. No, thanks. Um, all right. That is a good deal there. Good deal. That is a good deal there. Good deal. Um, uh, knowing my luck, knowing my luck, you're not getting that tattoo. Yeah, right. I mean, let's see. 
I think Biz picked the Avalanche, and he has not picked a series right yet. So hopefully, I was fucked. So yeah, basically you're fucked. Yeah, basically I'm fucked. I mean, I gotta go with fucking Baldy McGlue. I've gotta go with Peter Man. I've gotta Peter go Man's with Peter Man's Biz. <laughs> Peter Man's Biz here. Fuck me. Um, uh, speaking of Peter, speaking of speaking of that, I gotta listen to the new Chicklets episode because uh, they had Stu Finer interview, and that man is a wacko. He's a living legend. That man is a fucking wacko. He is. Some of the stories he tells. Some of the stuff he says, I'm surprised he is not banned from Twitter, Instagram, or any other social media company because of the stuff that he says, tweets, and puts out there. I mean, the... He's a funny guy. Don't get me wrong. The man is really just an absolute legend. And the man animal. I don't get... I, I, I don't get how he's not banned either, but, like, I... W- I don't see why he should be because I love the man. I think he Oh, the man's a legend. The man's an absolute animal. Don't get me wrong, but some of the stuff that he just puts out there, like <laughs> me and me and my one me and one of my friends like we said it like he sends me stuff from Stu Finer's accounts like accounts that I see myself already and I just die of laughter every time I see it. Like he's Have always you ever saw the movie about him? Two for the money with Al Pacino and Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. I didn't know that was about him until the Matthew McConaughey episode of part of my take. Oh. Yeah, I never seen it, but I want to. Yeah, I did know that it was about him until like last year when McConaughey brought that up. Um, uh, yeah, no. Did Stu- you listen to Stu on Chicklets the other day? No, I just said I need to. Mm. All right, well, have all you right. been listening to me for the well, last? All right, so you can agree with me on this: when me and you are podcasting, uh, when you probably do this when I'm talking about some stuff, you will look some stuff up to talk about, and vice versa. And then, and you, when I sometimes like when you're talking, I'm trying to think about what I want to talk about next to make make sure I don't sound like an idiot. And you then were looking sometimes something. I was looking at the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, if you haven't, li- I said I need to listen to the podcast. No, yeah, because I was when you were saying that I was looking at the movie about him to see oh, where boy. I could watch okay. it. Okay. Yeah. No. Where it is? What's what streaming platform is two for the money on? It's looking like it's free on Amazon Prime. Free on Amazon Prime. So like you got I, Pluto TV, it's free. Oh, I've got that. And then if you got Tubi, it's free. I don't have. To, I've. I don't. I don't have Tubi. Isn't Tubi got the soccer on it? No, that's Fubo. Oh yeah. Fubo's got the Nations League with um because uh, they had all the Eng- they had they had all the England games and I'm glad that they were on Fubo based on how England played. Um. Uh, but yeah, no, I, fi- Stu Finer, hilarious. You know. You know, shit. We we need to find a guy like Stu Finer and put and not necessarily Stu Finer himself because I'm pretty sure he would charge us an arm and a leg to be on the podcast. Um, uh, he won't do it for charity. I know that. Um, we need to find like somebody that's as crazy as Stu Finer and bring him on the show. The only thing is though is if we bring Paiska on the show, <laughs> we're probably going to get canceled and arrested. <laughs> oh God, I. T- <sighs> Yeah, you know, he could get arrested. I'm not, I am not involved with anything he has done. No, I'm not involved in anything he has done any, at, at all either. Not saying that he has done anything. We do not know. We do not know if he has done anything illegal. I mean, he's done some stupid stuff in high school. We love you, Paiska, but some of the stuff in high school was stupid. We are not saying that you did anything illegal because we do not know. Kind of looks like Stu Finer. <laughs> 
kind of looks like Stu Finer. Well, yeah, Stu Finer, Stu Finer is always saying, "Diet starts tomorrow." Ready? <laughs> When in reality, like he just like eats a shit ton of takeout and doesn't and smokes a shit ton of blunts. And honestly, I'm surprised he's not over 300 pounds, but guy's an animal anyways. More power to the man. Um, uh, I guess since we brought up the Nations League, I'm not going to talk about the Nations League, though. Fuck that. It's a Mickey Mouse competition. Glorified friendlies. Um. World Cup 2026. I know that World Cup 2022 is in November and we're nowhere near World Cup 2026. But the host cities of the World Cup in 2026 were announced because World Cup 2026 will be in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think I told you this like when we talked about the cities like earlier today. We've got options. Yeah, well, I'm hoping at the time that, like I said, I'm moving to Florida in August, so I'm like an, I think a two-hour drive from Miami, so I think that would be the place I would go. I mean, if I'm still on the East Coast, like I've got options. Like I can go across the border to Toronto. I can go to Philly. I can go to Bo- Foxborough because Boston technically is Foxborough. It's going to be at all the NFL stadiums and all that. So like Gillette Stadium and then even New York, New Jersey with MetLife. See, is uh, Toronto going to be played in – is it going to be played in the – um? It's going to be played BMO Field. Okay. It's not going to be played at Rogers Center if that's what you were thinking. Yeah, because I know uh, – It's a baseball stadium. Yeah. Because I know – I would assume Miami will probably be played – it probably won't be played at um. Miami FC will probably be played at – It's Hard Rock. Yeah, it's going to be played at Hard Rock They're and doing- then – they're I'm doing... shocked that the DC didn't get a bid in there, or uh, for one of the cities being our nation's capital. I'm surprised too, but I, I'm surprised too. But I mean, they wanted to go with all NFL stadiums in this country, and FedEx Field is like the worst stadium. Yeah, someone would die there. Football league, huh? Someone would probably die there. Someone could die there. I mean, look at all the injuries that have happened on the field alone. Um, look at all the infrastructure that's falling apart at FedEx Field. Like, fans could get injured at some point. Remember, like, the one season? Was it last season or two seasons ago? Like, they had, like, the fucking nasty, like, rainwater coming down and, like, drenching, like, a couple rows of fans. Yeah, that was this past season, yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was this past season, and um, I think, no, maybe it was this because oh no, this season was no, when was the a, fan fell through trying to, like they're trying to like get Jalen Hurts a high five or something. They fell the gate broke or whatever. Yeah, the gate broke exactly that too. That too, like the gate broke and they were trying to give Jalen Hurts a high five and they almost fell. Yeah, no, that place is a dump. Like that's why FedEx. That's why DC was not considered as a host site. I mean, I mean the thing is there is like. Even going down, I said this to you, and I said this to a couple other of my friends. I would, I would go almost anywhere for a World Cup game in twenty twenty six. Like if I can't go, you to in Mexico. I wasn't gonna go there. Okay. <laughs> hey. Well, you said anywhere. I was just. I said almost anywhere, which <laughs> is what which I was implying, stating. I hope you were getting the hint of like where I wasn't going to go. You sure? You no. sure you don't want to go to Monetary or Guadalajara? Monterey. Monterey, honestly, Monterey would not be bad, but what I did mean, I say? Monetary, monetary, Monterey. Honestly, that stadium is beautiful. Do not get me wrong; like that's the stadium view with the mountains. Um, 
but the political and economical climate in Mexico tells me that I not want to go there. Right. You know what uh, other place I'm kind of confused about? Like, I get it, but BC Place is such an ugly stadium in Vancouver. Well, like, I'm not a fan of that field at all. It's better than Edmonton. I mean, where Edmonton, like Edmonton Stadium being considered like was ter- was worse than BC Place. So they kind of had to like choose the lesser of the two evils. Plus, BC Place did host the Women's World Cup final back in 2015. True. So it qualified for hosting a, it already has hosted a previous FIFA event of FIFA event. So that makes sense there. Um, also, they really didn't want to have only one Canadian city if three Mexican cities were going to host. So they kind of had to choose like one of the two and take away another right. U.S. City. So it makes sense. I'm also uh, kind of shocked Montreal didn't get a game, but I guess their stadium isn't that great. Um, they probably could have played at the Olympic Stadium, honestly, because... Well, yeah, the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, I guess the Olympic Stadium would have been better. But no, yeah, because Montreal, like the impact, they play, they start their season. It's actually CF or Montreal CF now, or CF Montreal now. Oh, yeah, Club de Foot Montreal, Club de Foot Montreal. I forgot. Fuck, um, uh, fuck French Canadians. Just kidding. No, fuck French, fuck, <laughs> no, fuck Quebec. Yeah, Bring- I've been to Montreal once, it's beautiful. No, Montreal is a beautiful city. I I've heard it's beautiful. I do want to go there actually, but um, uh, nah, um, because they play to start the MLS season because of the weather in Montreal. They play at the Olympic Stadium to start their season, and then they move in, and then they go back to Stade Saputo, which is where the rest of their home games are. So like they could have done the Olympic Stadium if they wanted to, but I mean I don't know. The World Cup is be- the only the only reason why the the only reason like the World Cup this year not this year in 2026 is basically centered on being in the United States. The only reason why Mexico and Canada were included is because FIFA wanted to show that the region was unified, sort of say, because well, because we're so unified. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> I am not getting into the real reason of to why, as to why that World Cup was was decided as is there. I will never do no, that. I was, I was kidding. I was kidding. But um, no, no you get it. And I like the fact that they're putting them at football stadiums. But um, I mean, they did that in 1994. They want to have big. They want to have big crowds. I mean, where's the final going to be played at? Is it SoFi? Nobody knows where the final's going to be. I would assume probably SoFi, right? Because probably they want the biggest stadium. The Rose Bowl's bigger, and that was where the final was in '94. There's talk that it could be the Rose Bowl, SoFi, MetLife, or even the Azteca. Mexico wants it to be in the Azteca because Mexico, like, they had the final and they had the World Cup twice. They had the final in 19, the World Cup in 1970. That was where the World Cup final was then, when Pele and Brazil won their third World Cup, and Mexico also had it in '86 when uh, Maradona and Argentina beat Germany. But we would, but I believe FIFA is leaning more towards giving it in the, having it in the United States, because that's like the prime, we are the primary hosts for this world cup. Um, It's just a matter of where, like there's a good, it's kind of like a battle of New York and LA at this point. It's like people want MetLife, people want LA. Um, either so fire the Rose Bowl. I say put 
I personally say get don't have it on the east. I personally say don't have it on the east coast. No. The, the I personally say have it like on the west coast. It could be a perfect setting in, in, in the Rose Bowl. Beautiful Sunday afternoon out in California. It will be technically Sunday evening here on the East Coast. Like you've got like the trees and the sun and the sunshine and everything. And it's 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 just theatrics. Then the World Cup looks for theatrics. You're not going to have people sleeping in tents outside of the Rose Bowl for the World Cup final in fucking December like there will in fucking Lucille, Qatar. I don't know. I think SoFi. I, I I like to look at SoFi more than I do the Rose Bowl. SoFi would not be a bad option, honestly. I I just prefer the theatrics of like a more classic stadium, whereas SoFi would be a more modern stadium. Yeah. But I think that I, I, do you think the World Cup would want? I know it's year it's, it's sick for four year four years away. Yeah, we're in twenty twenty two. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I think they would want to go for more like the newer type stadium, but I could be completely wrong. But like I said, I just like looking at the Rose Bowl, or I like looking at SoFi more than I do the Rose Bowl, just because like the Rose Bowl is like all like, it's not, I don't want to call it old, but like like you said, the theatrics of it would be yes, but you could also do so much more with a SoFi. I feel no, you could honestly, you really could. I mean. The thing is, there is like it's just a matter of like what games are like where. Obviously, now like they need to say like what groups are going to be like here, there, here and there. Obviously, for travel because this is going to be the biggest geographically. It's going to be the biggest like World Cup like for a geographical region like in ever at this point because of how far you have to travel, not just across states but also going north to south as well. It's not going to be dense like this World Cup is or even like in a European country or or even in a European country. I mean, like you're pract- you're going all you're going across like an entire continent practically based on how North America is with these three countries. Do you think but- they would try to keep U.S.'s group on East Coast? Because I know is not because the National Development Program where they kind of like train us up, isn't that in Kansas City? think it's in florida actually i may be wrong it may be i i think it's in Canada. i i'm i'm on a complete i'm on a complete i'm on a i'm in a completely different state in a completely different part of the country with where they're at there but no um they i think they would try to keep them east coast i know that I oh believe- it's in chicago sorry the the, the u.s it's- soccer house is in chicago Oh, I did not know that. That is a wonderful city to be in. Let's let's go. Well, that if, is... if they're inside the city, it's fine. Yeah, but um, uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, wh- what I was gonna say is that um, with it there, I mean, I could see them like being centric for the host groups. I mean, the the host like the host teams like in their groups making it more centric and then just having some like random teams that qualify, like have to travel from MetLife to fucking Monterey for another group game. Imagine the scenes if that happens, because because don't forget, this is going to be a 4018 world cup now. Stupid. I agree. You're going to have like fucking Bozo nations, like qualified that don't even deserve to be there. Like Italy. (laughs) 
Hey, we might get North Macedonia in the World Cup now. We don't need that. You're gonna uh, have- if they're in U.S.'s group, I would not care unless would not until care. they beat U.S. Then I'd be all pissed off that they should no, be here. I, like they grew up. Now. We're I gonna would have go, I would go protest with a sign. We're gonna we're gonna have fucking El Salvador and like Honduras in a World Cup now. Jesus Christ! So with our World at least at least we don't have to go to those stadiums. Right. I know, like, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here because not until December. But are you nervous that U.S. doesn't make it out of group stage? No, I'm you not. Are. I'm not. I mean, well, so, it, well, especially with how England me, has looked recently. It annoys – I'm sorry. I am keep cutting you off. It annoys me that we can't, like, beat, like, inferior CONCACAF competition away from home. But I'm not worried about England because they, they look terrible right now. Wales, like, Gareth Bale can only do so much. And I know nothing about Iran, so I can't say anything. I know a little bit about Iran, but not their soccer team. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's pretty much it there. But, no, I mean, I'm not worried at all. I think we could honestly, like, get out. We could get out of the group. All right. Your your hopes are a little better than mine, so I'm happy to hear that. I think us and Wales could get out of the group. I don't even think England could. I think Wales could. Do better than England, honestly. Well, that's what worries me. If like we get the England from last World Cup or England from um, the Euros, then I'm like, well, fuck. Well, if we get England from the last World Cup or the Euros, I mean, honestly, looking back at it, they kind of had good. They had good runs. They had good draws as well. They had good draws, exactly. So, like, I'm not too worried at all. Because what's definitely going to help us, what's definitely going to help us more than it will England, in my honest opinion, would be that. Well, actually, no. It won't Wales help. will want to kill England when when they play. Yeah, what what helps us more than with England will be that, like, we know who we're practically going to select in the squad. Yes. England Southgate just picks names out of a hat. He might throw honestly. Ten right backs out there, and it's like, all right, boys, get her done. <laughs> ten right backs. Can he even name ten right backs in England that are English? Probably. He may put Tariq Lamptey out there, and I think he's a left back. I don't even think he's English. I know he plays for Brighton, though. But yeah, you're right. Like we actually know who our starters are going to be, barring any injuries or anything. And then the English media, like August can come, the Premier League could start, oh, this guy could start for England. Yep, that's going to be a big talk, and Southgate's going to have a lot of questions to answer, unfortunately. Whereas for us, Burhalter is not going to have those kind of questions coming at him, even though I mean, you both have our feelings about him. No, he's a bozo. If we don't get out of the group stage in this World Cup, I want him fired. I don't even want I think him he on- would be. I think he would be. I don't even want him on the plane coming back. I want him left in Qatar. And then I want us taking, and then I want us making a stop in England and taking Jesse Marsh from Leeds. I agree. That, I, huh? I, I I would like that trade. Leeds doesn't even get a coach; they just say, "Nope, you you just get Leeds." Once we take Marsh from Leeds, Leeds are just relegated. Send them down to the Championship. Replace them with Norwich. <laughs> where, Actually, did, where did um Marsh did he Where did Marsh play? Did he play in? Where, what, he played in the MLS for what team? I think it was the guy. Um, Wait, wasn't I, it Chicago? I think it was Chicago. He was uh, he coached with Red Bull. Like he coached the Red Bulls. Then he went to Salt. 
Then he went to Leipzig, coached on Leipzig, coached in Salzburg. I know he coached Montreal, right? I believe so, too. And didn't like, he play for a Mexican team? I don't know. I'm looking it up right now, actually. See, I'm doing what you're doing, looking it up. Jesse Marsh. All right, let's see here. I got so that he played, guy did that. So he played with D.C. United, Chicago, and Chivas USA. Um, Chivas USA was the team that, like, folded after, like, five, ten years. Yeah. Weren't they good, though, in the Liga MX? No, no, no. Chivas USA was like the our version of Chivas, like down in Mexico. They played in Los Angeles, but they folded. Oh, I so didn't that, know that. So yeah, he coached Montreal for a seat for a couple seasons. Then he didn't coach again until the Red Bulls. Then he like he was in the Red Bull system. Like he coached like the New York Red Bulls. Then Salzburg, right? And yeah, and then he coached Leipzig. Then they fired him. Then they then they fired him. And he joined the Leeds in February and kept them out of relegation. Somehow. Living legend. Ted, real life Ted Lasso. I think you honestly oh, no, got relegated. I think you had talked about this to me before, um, a couple years ago about you wanting him as a men's national team coach. But I could be completely wrong, but I think we had well, a conversation. Since they, I've been wanting him since they fired Arena. I never wanted Burhalter because whenever they pick, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Marsh like started him in MLS, but he's not an MLS Don Garber led crony. Like he actually knows how American soccer should be. Like I don't understand like why we keep picking MLS style coaches when they don't even pick MLS players to participate in it for our national. Well, they do, but not as much as they used. Not to. as much as they used to. Thankfully, that's why. Another reason, like, as much as, like, I am nervous, like, I'm like, this team could actually do something because this is the best U.S. team we've ever seen, in my opinion. Best men's men's team we've ever seen. You want the truth? My opinion only? This is my truth. We can get to the quarters at bat. We can get to the quarters at least. Depends on the draw we get. I think we can get to the quarters at least. With the talent that we have, we have – Great young players that are playing for top European clubs. Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, Christian Pulisic, Tim Weah, Brendan, Brendan Aronson, um, Serginho, da- Serginho Dest. You've, we've got, we don't have a goalie situation. We don't have a goalie issue either. Kind of do. I mean, Burhalter, I don't think he knows who he wants to be the starter. Well, no, no, that's a good thing. Like, we don't have a bad goalie situation. We have a good goalie situation. Like, we have, like, Ethan Horvath who was on loan at Nottingham Forest. We have Zach Steffen, who comes off the bench for Manchester City, doesn't get a lot of game time. We have um, Matt, who's going to go to Arsenal and be the backup there. Now, they're not going to get regular time, obviously, based on the clubs that they play for, sadly. But the thing is, though, is, like, they're good. They're all good goalies in their own, in their right mind. The only goalie that Burhalter would consider outside of those three would be Sean Johnson, who plays for New York City Football Club. But he's not a bad goalie. And the reason I think that Berhalter would go for him is because he's one that gets mo- like a lot of playing time. And didn't, well, didn't he just play in our friendly the other day? He did. Yeah, I think the only reason Berhalter would he played him. Yeah, he played against he played against um uh, he played against Uruguay. I don't know if he played against Granada, uh, Granada, Granada, Grenada, however you pronounce it. Granada. Hor- uh, Horvath played against uh, El Salvador though. Yes. So, like, I guess it's just more along the lines of, like, 
Burhalter figuring out like who the three are actually going to be. You want my honest opinion? Yeah. Zach Steffen doesn't make the World Cup roster. Um, I could I, agree with that because I, I think Burhalter is honestly worried about him is his lack of playing time. Burhalter, yeah, and the thing is, which though, I agree, I, I agree with because well, you want a goalie play for Manchester City. Honestly, that's why he would need to go. For this season, he would need to like go on like a six-month loan, come back after the World Cup, and then just ride the bench to whatever trophies he can get. Right. The problem is, though, if you send him on loan, like you want him going to a good league, and I don't think City is sending Stefan to anyone in the Premier League on loan. No, City will send uh, City will send him over to. No, you know, City will send him over to one of their city club groups that they have, like Australia or Mumbai or, well, they can't do New York City because Sean Johnson is there. But yeah. maybe they could send him to, like, Belgium or whatever or, or a club down in the championship, like how Horvath went to Nottingham Forest for half, for that half the season or even – um. Uh, or something like that. But yeah, no, like he's so not. Do you think Turner then is probably the starter come World Cup? Come World Cup. I mean, it all depends on how many games he plays for Arsenal at this point. I don't see him starting all that many. I mean, maybe he'll get like a League Cup game here or there. Um, unless got, unless Aaron Ramsdale somehow like has a season ending injury, of course. God forbid. Right. And I'm not going to wish that upon anybody. Although I will say this: maybe, 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 maybe if maybe, maybe we would not, maybe we don't want that to happen to Ramsdale, anyways, because he's been starting for England and he has been playing like dog shit. Right, but no, Pickford will probably get the start for probably England. To be probably. honest, probably because that is what is there. No, I mean. Like I said, back to 2026, I'd practically go almost anywhere. Almost anywhere. Um, if I couldn't go on the East Coast, though, my destination on the West Coast would be Seattle. Why? So it rains all the time on you? Ha, 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 ha. No, Seattle, Washington's a very beautiful state from what I've heard. Actually. Oh, I know. I, I've been there, but I, I, when I was there, it rained the whole time, and it was the middle of winter, and it was still raining. Because they average 320 days of rain a year. Yeah, it's terrible. I would my, – my ideal would probably be, like, if I wasn't going on the East Coast, would probably be uh, uh, Energy Stadium in Houston. Because right? that's really East Coast. Or Los Angeles, I guess. But, I mean, those tickets are going to be expensive as shit in Los Angeles. That's why I would choose Seattle. I'm on the West Coast. It is it, – I'm on the West Coast, like – I don't need to be in California. I'm in a decent, I'm in a good state here. Um, I'm in a good state, but yeah, that's like, we're, but 2026 is so far away. I mean, we haven't even gotten to 2022 yet because, well, it's not November, sadly. I can't pretend that the Nations League is the World Cup anymore because that's over with for now until September. Um, so I guess I just have to deal with, I, I guess I just have to deal with the best team in baseball, the New York Yankees. Who are forty-seven and sixteen? Um, I guess we'll conclude with a baseball rundown because I don't really have any other final thoughts. Live reaction: Yankees won forty-seven and sixteen, thirty-one games over five hundred. Anthony Rizzo, uh, Anthony Rizzo, walk-off home run. Aaron Judge has twenty-five home runs. They're practically chasing history at this point. Um, 
based on running away with Major League Baseball at this point. Not only are they chasing history, like history for Yankees teams, they're chasing history for some of the greatest teams in all of baseball based on records, win percentage, and offensive and offensive and defensive categories uh, for the dive, for hitting, pitching, anything like that. Um, I'm not going to go into it too much though because I, you know, I, I'm just excited. I'm just enjoying it for the ride. Um, the Atlanta Braves what have won 14 straight. Um, they may, I believe they had an off day. Um, they I know won- my Mets ended up pulling through on the Bra- or on the Brewers. We ended up winning five, four, it was tied four, four in the eighth. The Mets are, the Mets are the only other team. The Mets are, uh, the, uh, the Mets are doing well in the end at least right now, but the Braves with that win streak, they're catching up, they're catching fire. How do you feel about that? Um, how do you feel about the Phillies too coming back after they fired Girardi? They're kind of in there right now, and can in playoff. They're contention. kind of in playoff contention right now. What what are they're just about? They're sitting above five hundred right now, right? And I, they're sitting right now. I know it's so early, but I think they're sitting in a wild card spot in the NL. The Braves did have an off day today, um, so their win streak is still intact. Let me pull up the standings here, real quick. Yeah, they quick. play when the Cubs tomorrow. Yeah, they go. They got they got the Cubs coming up. I think tomorrow. Oh, you might as well just chalk that to be a 17-game win streak then because the Cubs are terrible. Cubs are terrible. The Yankees killed them over the weekend. I mean, they sun, Sunday was a uh, Sunday was a massacre. Like, they ended up winning, like, 18 – they won 18-4. to four. Like, I was out and about, and I came back, and I saw, like, that they were up by, like – I saw that they were up by, like, 10, and I'm like, wait a second, this can't be right. Um Philly is two games over 500. They are 33 and 31. Let's get the wild card standings up here. They are three games back of the second. They are three games back of the of the wild card right now. Um, for they are three games back. Of the wild. Not Milwaukee, right? Yeah, they're behind Milwaukee and San Francisco. The Braves, with that 14-game win streak, they have taken themselves into a wild card position tied with the Dodgers here. Wait, hold, hold, hold This is how much I haven't been paying attention to the West and ANL because I – oh, wow, the Padres are in first place. And the Mets actually are only one game ahead of the Padres for best record in the National League right now. And I'm not nervous as well because I know Scherzer and DeGrom are both going to be coming back shortly. I mean, well. the thing is there is, like, I wouldn't say that you should be nervous anyways because your team's just finding ways to win no matter what. I mean, yeah, the Braves won 14 straight. Yeah, the Phillies fired Joe Girardi, and they kind of caught fire after that because Girardi was the problem there. But, I mean, Philly's only two games over 500. The Braves, like – you have a comfortable, you have a decent lead over the Braves right now, and right. it's only June. Yeah, I mean, and Degrom, I, I think I, I know at some point this week he finally got back in the bullpen for his like fourth bullpen session of the year. So exactly, exactly. So I'm not nervous because if we get those two back, that's the one-two punch this team needs, and we could honestly win the NL. You sure. I mean, I'm not going to count out the Dodgers or anything like that. I mean, they have been kind of been shaky lately. But, again, like Walker Buehler's out six to eight weeks. Like, the Dodgers will figure that out. I mean, it's only June, by the way. It's only June. I when, mean, do the, when do the Padres fall apart? I don't think the Padres will fall apart, though. That's the thing. Like, they won 10 of their last 13 as of yesterday. 
like, and they beat the Cubs like recently, like nineteen to five. Because well, it's the Cubs; they suck, but they nineteen to five. I mean, um, Padres won ten of their last thirteen. Tatis hasn't even come back yet. That's the crazy part. Like, he's, he's still injured. I don't think they fall apart this season like they did last. I think last year was just kind of like a fluke thing where they just had a bad season all around, and where they just had a bad season all around. Um, kind of like a bump in the road type of bad season where everything kind of just fall apart. Um, but the thing is though, is like, it's only June. Like we're not separating the contenders from the pretenders just yet. Even though one team is just saying, fuck you to the rest of the league. Um, but the thing is though, is like the American league. I mean, like just kind of like the American league is both, both the American and national league are definitely interesting. I mean, you've got Toronto and Tampa Bay in a wild and wildcard spots. It just goes to show that like when we talked about baseball before the season started, that the AL East was probably going to be the most competitive division in baseball. Cleveland has mounted into playoff contention after their after their stroke after starting off hot, going cold, and then you know kind of just being like that you know roller coaster there for a little bit. There they have mounted to a thirty-two and twenty-seven record. Um, so, I think the Twins are just too good, though, in that in the Central to for Cleveland to pass. Unfortunately, no, I don't think Cleveland will pass the Twins. The Twins are a good team there. I mean, the Twins have had everything firing for themselves either. I mean, they gave the Yan- I mean, they gave the Yankees a tough time, like in that series in Minnesota. So, um, especially uh, especially Byron Buck, uh, by, uh, by, uh, Buxton, I almost mispronounced his name there. Um, he had a great, he had a wonderful series himself there. Um, Boston, though, somehow found themselves to four games over five, four games over 534 and 30. Um, I know joke. I know Paiska hasn't said much about the Red Sox, though, probably because he knows if he tries to say something to me, I'll just be like, yo, how you doing? (laughs) Yeah, well, good for the Red Sox, though. Uh, Sale should be coming back soon, right? Sales should be eventually coming back soon. I don't know the timetable on when sales coming back, though. That's kind of been. Oh, actually. Um, he just threw his first simulated game. He threw 32 pitches on Thursday in a simulated game at Fenway. Oh, okay. So he's going to come back soon. Okay. Good for them, but I don't give a shit. Um, uh, you know, I don't really care. All I care, but I don't care at the same time. Like 46 and when, when you're big, when the team you support is 47 and 16 with 30, they're 31 games over 500. And they're just kind of, and they're just kind of going at an astronomical, astronomical historical pace. Yeah, you like, guys are on cruise control right now. I think you can just be comfortable for a little bit. I'm not going to be cocky though. I'm just enjoying this for the ride. Um, no, you're going to become cocky soon. I know you. Oh, New York's yeah, but and if the Mets get and if the Mets continue to be good, you're gonna become cocky and we'll just be No, I won't because I've learned with this team not to get my hopes up. <laughs> Let's see here. Um uh, no, I won't get cocky until probably about September, honestly. I'm not gonna get too cocky like now because I know it'll come back to bite me in the ass. I don't wanna get I don't wanna do that because It'll be, I don't want to do that because if I get too cocky and this team fails, then I'll just probably become a minor alcoholic. Um, uh, but no, um, your Orioles, by the way, are 28 and 37. What did I say? They're going to go 500? You said they were going to go 500, yeah. There's still a chance. There's still a chance. The, my Pirates. What are your are Pirates are? 25 and 37. They had a nine-game losing streak at one point. I don't think they're going to have See, the only thing that worries about me about the Orioles is they're playing in the best 
the best. Um, now, if the, if, they, right now. if the Orioles played in the AL or NL Central, I think they would have a better chance of getting 500. Now, now, oh, 100% agree. Now, since they're playing in the AL East, because unfortunately, you have to see the three juggernauts in the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Rays a lot. Yeah, exactly. Boston not even continuing with juggernaut anymore. You're a joke. Well, I'm not gonna. I, I mean, Baltimore. <laughs> I'm Baltimore. The only series, one of two series that the Yankees have lost. One, one of them was to the Orioles. So I will say that. Because we're um, goats. Uh, huh? Because we're goats. Because the Orioles are goats. I mean, I mean, yeah. No, the Pirates are 20, 25 and thirty-seven. They had a nine-game losing streak at one point. I can't see them getting close to seventy-five wins. Uh, Pittsburgh people, you might as well just look forward to football season. And even then, you might as well just look forward to when Sidney Crosby takes the ice again. Because I uh, They might not be looking forward to that because uh, Malkin is probably gone and so is uh, Latang. <laughs> oh. Pa- so, uh, sorry, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh fans. Um, You got – what do they got to look forward to? Uh, college football, you guys will run the ACC. No, they will not. <laughs> All right. Well, um, hmm. No, they will not. You guys, got uh, a, you guys got a nice city. You guys got that going for you. They've got that going for them. They got the they got Permani Brothers. Great food. They've got that going for them. Yeah, that's about it. Um, um uh, no, if I'm a Pittsburgh sports fan right now, it's a if it's Malkin a and Latang are gone, it's a bleak time to be a Pittsburgh sports it's, fan. It's it's bleak time. The Steelers are in rebuild mode. The Pirates suck. The Penguins are in God knows what mode. Um. Uh, I don't know. Hey, man, you know. Um, I think uh, I said they're going to run the ACC next year. They're going to run the ACC for college football and college basketball, right? Mm, just, just, no, just, just football. Just football. I was going to say. I don't, you, guys shouldn't even, you guys shouldn't even put a basketball team on the court, if we're being I was, honest. I was going to say, North Carolina brought almost everybody back, so that's good luck to that. Um, right. uh, Coach K is still going to have a say in whatever Duke does this year. Pretty sure he's probably still going to come back and coach, let's be honest. They got, man, uh, man, I don't think not coming back to coach but i'm pretty sure no i want to get on that though they actually hired uh, they hired somebody to be their general manager quote unquote because they need somebody to be more in charge of nil um i found that to be completely ridiculous in my honest opinion because while nil and college sports are getting way out of hand in my honest opinion i mean college sports as we know it have pretty much changed forever because of this but the whole ordeal has just gotten out of hand. I know that we got way off topic here now, but I just wanted to point that out there. Like I, I, when I saw that, I could not have believed it. Like I, I think like, I think stuff like this is exactly like why, why K retired finally, like why Roy Williams retired at the end of yeah, at the end of the previous college. Why? Because now they can't give the most money to players like they were illegally before? To fuck off. No, it's not even that. I think it's more along the lines of like. No, they it is. They, they, you know, it is. It is, it is in a way. They NIL has changed everything, though. I think it's more along the lines of like, they don't know how, they, they didn't have a response to it. And kind of like past their time, this NIL stuff now. Yeah, exactly. Like it's all and the game. It's not that the game is gone. The game of basketball itself didn't go by them. Like I mean, Jay Wright was only like in his sixties and he retired from Villanova. Yeah, I like, think he's going to NBA. 
I don't think he wanted to deal with NIL and all this pay for players stuff any like pay for players more than they probably already were at Villanova. I just think because of the landscape, like all these old time coaches, like this isn't for me. That's what I'm thinking it is. And like, it's going to continue to happen where like old time football, basketball coaches, like they're eventually going to retire. Like college football, Nick Saban's going to retire within five years, within three years, in my honest opinion, if based on all the comments he's been making about NIL and recruitment and everything, like he's going to eventually get sick and tired of it. He'll just retire as head coach and probably like move into a front, move into a quote unquote front office role in my honest, in my opinion, because Alabama can't afford to get rid of him, but I can't see him being the coach anymore with all this stuff. Um, as long as they're winning, he will be. Yeah, you've as long got as to... they say winning, and let's be honest, they're going. I'm, to... If I'm Alabama or even uh, and I'm not with how much money I have, I'm not worried about ever ha- like wanting to get the best players now. Exactly, exactly. Also, well, though, I, I just I just wanted to point that out there about like Duke with that GM fiat, like whatever you want to call it. There, I just thought like when you mentioned like when you mentioned um. Uh, Pittsburgh and the ACC and 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 that I just wanted to throw that out there because I'm like wait a second uh, there's something that came in my mind here but also right now I looked up the Pitt Panthers football schedule as of the games they have scheduled right now they will be going ten and two they're gonna lose to Clemson and Notre Dame is that based off of their schedule yes. Makes well, sense. and then I got uh, maybe maybe a loss to Tennessee. No, I feel like Tennessee will. Ta- I feel like Tennessee will take that. Try. Wait, and- I don't even see. I feel like Tennessee will see that as an easy dub, and they'll find a way to fuck it up. Um. Also, I'm not seeing Clemson on their schedule at all. Oh, I thought it was Clemson and no, Notre Dame. Clemson or Notre Dame are not on their schedule. My losses for them right now, from what I'm seeing, is Tennessee and Miami. Oh. Wait, no, because Clemson why is why did Clemson not be on their schedule? Uh it could be like an every other year thing, I guess. But wouldn't they play every ACC team? That's weird. It's weird. Like it's it's weird. Like sometimes you don't actually. That's like it's weird. Like some teams you don't play every year. Some teams you play every other year. It's weird. That's Unless this like, isn't their full schedule. Is there like twelve or thirteen games on there? Like I said, they got twelve games on there. That that's probably a full <laughs> schedule. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So West Virginia, Tennessee, Western Michigan, Rhode Island, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Louisville, North Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia, Duke, Miami. Jesus Christ! Is that their basketball schedule? Right. Like I said, losses to Miami and Tennessee. This team could go ten and two. Who's their quarterback going to be even since Kenny Pickett got drafted by the hometown Steelers? We have no idea. You have no idea. You're just looking it up right now. Looking it up right now. Let's see. Are you uh, probably this, probably uh, Kendon Slavis? Is yeah, this, I don't know. He's a senior. I don't know. Is is this podcast going to become like the unofficial Pitt Panthers football team tracker? It will be now. Yeah, <laughs> that I've said this that I I just throw all my eggs in one basket without even knowing who this team. They do have unreal unis though. I will say that. Unreal yeah, unis. Yeah, I agree but, with that. But the city of Pittsburgh needs us. That's why I'm hopping on this for them. As much as I can't stand Pittsburgh sports teams, 
this is one I can get behind because I love Kenny Pickett. All right, there we go. Even though he's on the Steelers now, but uh, all right, I guess we're the unofficial um, uh, Pitt Panthers uh, tracker uh, uh, podcast too. People are uh, not going to want to hear this every week, but they're gonna gonna keep update. I'm just gonna follow everything Pittsburgh college football and just keep everyone updated every week. It's kind of like ESPN telling the world like what Dak Prescott ate for breakfast or what LeBron James had for like dinner. Yeah, exactly. So who cares? Like it is exactly. what it is. I'm we're more just interested. Mad. I, I, I'm more interesting than that for sure. I'm not going to be like, uh, I'm not going to be like Mike Greenberg or Stephen A. Smith and those cronies talking about the goddamn Dallas Cowboys all the time. But uh, I'll let you have your minutes there for that. Perfect. Um, um, do we want, before we end, do we want to congratulate the Golden State Warriors on uh, NBA champions? No, I'm not doing that yet. I am. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors on becoming the NBA champions. Yeah, they're up by 12 but as we're finishing up recording here and 8.13 left in the fourth. Um, I'm not doing it yet. I'll make, I'll give my congratulations when we record next week before I go to Philly. I'm doing it now. Congratulations, Steph Curry, on the on your um, your MVP award as well. Um, it's a great day to be a part of the Bay Area, um, even though I don't think they're in the Bay Area anymore, right? No, they still are. They just moved from Oakland to San Francisco. I don't get what the Bay Area is. I don't understand California. The Bay Area is like San Francisco Bay. One one side is the city of San Francisco. The other side is the city of Oakland, the Golden Gate Bridge, and all that, yada, yada, yada. All right. Uh, Makes sense. Although I don't understand, like, why the Warriors moved from one side to the other anyways. They originally played in San Francisco in 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 an arena called the Cow Palace. I kid you not, the name was the Cow Palace. Um, Then they moved into Oracle Arena, and now they're back in San Francisco in the Chase Center. So if the city of Oakland loses the Oakland athletics, which they most likely will to God knows where probably Las Vegas or even like Montreal as an outsider, potentially probably not though. Um, they will officially have no sports teams in any league because the, because the Raiders have been playing in Las Vegas for the past few seasons. The Warriors are in San Francisco. They have not had a hockey team since the sixties. And no, what were they called the San Diego. What were the, San Diego. No. San Francisco. They, actually, no. They never had a. They never had a. Hockey Who were the team. Golden Seals? San Francisco Seals. San Francisco Seals. Yep. Or San. Yeah, San Francisco. Oh, speaking of Cow Palace, though, it looks the inside looks exact because I just looked up. It looks exactly like Gannon University's gym. Maybe Gannon University took the Cow Palace and put it in Gannon University. No, I'm serious. Like it looks exactly like it. Huh. Never noticed that. The Cow Palace goes back to like the 50s and 60s, though. Right. I'm looking at it. It looks old. Yeah, it looks very old. Yeah, they they played in that in the fifties and sixties. Right, actually, I take back what I said about Gannon Shim. I'm thinking of another show I went and looked at. Ah, uh, all right, fair enough there. But I'm not giving my congratulations just yet. I'll do it briefly when we record next week before I go to Philly. Next week, I'm pretty sure we'll just talk hockey for the most part and do some baseball. And if you find any interesting news on the Pitt Panthers, go right ahead and be my guest. I do not care. Um, I will say this on the podcast, though, like before we end, I think that we are going to take a break after the Stanley Cup final. Unless you and me just want to keep telling stories. I'm down with stories, whatever you want. I'm down for whatever. If you want to take a break, we take a break. If we want to do story time, we can do story time. Like we, if we did the stories, we could do every other week. If we did the stories, we could do every other week. Again, like I said, there's really not much to be talking right, about. Well, let's see. If we take, if we do every other week in July, this would now mean 
that the, we would have the Premier League starting up and like football preseason stuff. So we'd have that stuff to talk about, Ex- which will be Ex- fine. So like we could do every other week or just take the month of July off. I think we'll take the month of July off. Maybe I think we'll take the month of July off. We'll record the first week of August there. All right. So it is official next week. Well, actually not even the month of July. Next week will be the second to last ep- episode for us before we take a short break. Uh, once the Stanley Cup finals conclude, Stanley Cup final concludes, we will then take a break. Um, before we go into, we will take a break for July. We'll come back in August. Um, one more thing I do want to now I do want to bring up before I, we officially conclude. Um, speaking of football training camp, one team officially announced their training camp schedule today. They will be at St. John Fisher University. My alma mater, St. John Fisher College, is changing its name from St. John Fisher College to St. John Fisher University. I guess like, I guess like you get more perks as being named a university than you do with college. Yeah, that's so, what my alma mater did uh, last year. They changed went from Duval College to Duval U. Didn't they change it in the middle of the year? No, they changed it. They announced they were going to do it mid-year, like for the upcoming semester, like the upcoming year. But they okay. change it at the beginning of like the fall semester. Okay, okay, understandable there. Yeah, that's what Dioville did. Yeah. So apparently the New York State Board of Regents approved that. So now starting for the 2022-2023 academic year, St. John Fisher College will no longer be St. John Fisher College. It'll be known as St. John Fisher University. And one of the first big events on campus will be the Buffalo Bills training camp. They announced their schedule today. Um, I know that I keep saying I'm not a Bills fan and yada, yada, yada. I went to training camp back in 2019, which was the last year that they had it there on campus. It was actually pretty decent. It was actually a pretty decent time. You walk around, you walk around, watch some practice. Um, they got a store you can look around at. Deep down, you're definitely a Bills fan. Ha, 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 ha. I'm not going to New Jersey for giant camp. That's- no, you, it kind of hard. Like you have to, like, I feel like if you live in a city, you kind of have to be like a little fan of the team. I told you I support the team. Yeah. Some of the fans some of the fans some of the fans are idiots though. I can agree with that. I think I'm everyone not, can agree with that. I'm not gonna say who though, because I'm pretty sure if I say who I'll probably declare war on half of the fucking city. Oh wait, I think I've done that like ninety times already and but I'm not Paul Bissonette, so um uh Speaking of that, I think Chicklet's Cup is next week, right? Chicklet's Cup is in July. Oh yeah, that's right. I I will be in Pocono. <laughs> I told right. I forgot. For I some reason, I was thinking June twenty fourth. Yeah, you're right. You're I will right. be in Philly. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there just in business. Peter Mansby's face. Hopefully, still has a haircut. Actually, I already think he shaved it. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I told you. You won't um, be here, unfortunately. I'll oh, be there alone. But I'll get. But I'll get the GoFundMe going. You, if you if your one phone call you if you get arrested your one phone call better not to better not be to a lawyer it better not be to da- it better not be to Dave Zach anybody. You said you're not bailing me out, so what am I gonna call you? Just tell him in prison. You're be like, all right, good luck with that. No, no, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna get the GoFundMe going, and we'll I'll I'll contri- I'll start a I'll start a good contribution to it. Plus, you'll probably get bailed out anyways because of bail reform. Okay, New York State doesn't give a shit. They let anybody out. Um, can I take back my congratulations on the Warriors yet? They're only up nine. Oh, I'm, I'm a little behind right now. I, th- I think they're up seven. And they're only and they're back up to eleven. Oh, Don't okay. take it. No, I'm not taking it back. I lied. It was just joking around, people. 
Yeah, don't take it back. I'll give it next week. We'll talk hockey. We'll talk whatever. Um, uh, I have no idea. All right. All right. I'll give an update. I'll also give an update on my uh, my golfing escapades that are from tomorrow as well. But do you have any other final thoughts before we conclude tonight, sir? Um, nope. All right there, then. Well, I guess that concludes another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. Listen to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And until next episode, just keep on carrying on.